I'd like to read this morning from the prophet Isaiah in chapter 26. Isaiah 26, just a couple of verses from there. So wonderful to know the Lord, to know that we're saved, know that the blood of Jesus cleanses us from all unrighteousness. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Isaiah chapter 26, verse 8. <clears throat> Tell you what let's do let's back up to um, verse 7 the way of the just is uprightness thou most upright dost weigh the path of the just yea in the way of thy judgments O Lord have we waited for thee yea in the way of thy judgments O Lord have we waited for thee the desire of our soul is to thy name and to the remembrance of thee. With my soul have I desired thee in the night. Yea, with my spirit within me will I seek thee early. For when thy judgments are in the earth, the inhabitants of the world will learn righteousness. Hallelujah. With my soul have I desired thee in the night. Yea, with my spirit within me will I seek thee early. Father, we ask that you would make that so in every life, O God. In the name of Jesus, speak to us. Through your word today, I pray, and we thank you for it. In Jesus' name, amen. <clears throat> it is a tragic thing, a tragic thing, when a person lives his or her life unsure as to whether or not there is a God. It's a tragic thing when a person lives their life and late in life they are still unsure as to whether or not there is a God. They are not sure that there is and they're not entirely sure that there is not. Then there are those who think of God in such a way that they fear Him. They're afraid of Him. And, um, you know, we could fuss about that and be critical about that. But David said one time, I won't take you there this morning, but he said that he was fearful of the Lord because of something that was happening in his life. So there are those who think of God in such a way as to fear Him. They're even constrained or restrained from doing things uh, that God would not be pleased with them doing because they know that there may be a God, there may be a God, and if there is, then they will have to appear at the judgment bar of God one day. It's all right, I'm going to slip this off. 
Um, you'll just pardon this A here for, I won't tell you what that's for. It's not the scarlet letter, by the way. We won't go there. There's something which is light years beyond what I've talked about in just this couple of minutes. And that is when a man comes to really know God, to really know God. When a man or a woman or a young person, even a child, comes to know God in a real way, that is light years beyond being fearful of God or not being sure if there is a God, not being sure there isn't a God. It is very important that we understand that God's plan is that a man, a woman, any of those others that I mentioned, goes beyond just believing in the existence of God. That's good, but goes beyond that and has a conscious realization of it. When the man can speak of God, not as a person who is way off somewhere, not as a person who is way off somewhere, but as a person with whom we may be intimately acquainted. We may come to know him as the true and living God, not just of the world or of the universe, but as our Lord and our God. And I want to talk to you some about that this morning. <clears throat> Becoming intimately acquainted so that he becomes a friend to us. I didn't grow up thinking of God as a friend. I thought of God as someone who was watching me real close and was ready to slap me on the back of the head. But I came to know him later in my life as a friend. And many of you know him as a friend. You can just nod your head if you want to. Many of you know him as a friend, a person with whom we may commune. Now we use the word communion when we have the table here, and that's good, and there's nothing wrong with that. Some people call it the Eucharist and a lot of different things. But I, I don't want to speak to you about the communion service like that, but communing in your life and in my life, communing with God and knowing Him as a friend. Some of us here today have not reached the place, may I say it, because we are carnally minded. To be carnally minded is not a goal. To be spiritually minded is life, the Bible says, and peace. To be spiritually minded is life and peace. Some of us haven't reached that place as yet because of our carnal mindedness. Only spiritual men can really discern the Lord. Only spiritual people can discern him. If we have not become partakers 
of the Spirit of God, if we've not allowed the Spirit of God to come and live in us, we can't really understand spiritual things. Now, we may have some little bit of understanding, but God wants us to know Him. He wants us to know all about Him. And He has provided that the Holy Spirit can come and live in us, Alfredo, come and live in us, and cause us to discern the things of God. I, I, I believe in speaking in tongues, and I speak in tongues, and um, probably don't enough, maybe none of us do enough, but uh, it is so important that we have more than just a feeling. We just get excited, but we should know that it's all over the Bible, from the front cover to the back cover. It is there that the Holy Spirit will come and live in a child of God, and the Holy Spirit will lead us into all the truth. Let's say that together. He will lead us into all the truth. He is spoken of over and over, hundreds, maybe even thousands of times in the Scripture, as our teacher. We have a personal, private audience with the Holy Spirit. He has anointed me to people. He's anointed me to proclaim liberty to the captive, opening of the eyes of the blind. If you're here today and you don't quite get it about the things of God, don't be embarrassed. Just open your heart right now and say, Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit, come. Come and help me to understand. Help me to receive. Help me, O oh God. Lord, that I won't be a person who is without understanding. He wants us to truly know him. Maybe you're one of those persons who sometimes feel like an outsider looking in. I've known people like that, and you have too. I pray that there's no one like that today. But if you are, all you have to do is ask. Jesus said in Matthew chapter 7, Ask and ye shall receive. Seek and ye shall find. Knock and the door shall be open unto you. John saw a door opened in heaven. Oh, brother and sister, God wants us to have the doors of heaven and the windows of heaven open. He wants us to walk with him every single day of our lives. He said, if you walk in the Spirit, you will not fulfill the deeds and the lust of the flesh. Is that right? Yes, sir. That's what it says. Walk in the Spirit and you will not obey the deeds and the lust of the flesh. People talk about God and they talk about the things of God and we wonder if what they say is really real to them because it is not real to us. You take a, you take a person now, Pastor, who has not yet had his eyes open concerning the kingdom of God. He has not actually been born again. Something is stirring in his heart and he's wanting to know something about the things of God. When he hears somebody talk about the things of God, he doesn't understand. It doesn't seem real to him. And God's come to do away with all of that. He's come to do away with all of that. I've got good news for you. If you will come to God, and give him your heart. 
he will give you eyes to see all the things that be of God. All the things that be of God. If you will come to him, he will open your eyes. The things of God will become very real to you. As we approach our text this morning, on this Sunday morning in September, thank God it's cooling down just a little bit. Thank God it's cooling down a little bit. Let me say, there certainly is a thing that is sometimes called communion with God. Communion with God. And it is for every child of God. Spiritual life begins when there arises in the spirit of a man this thought, I must find God. I must find God. I must come to God. I must confess my sin unto the Lord. I must position myself at his feet. I must meet with him. That's where spiritual life begins. That's where it begins. The prodigal son said, I will arise and go to my father. Until then, he didn't have any understanding. He couldn't see anything spiritually. He had been off wasting every sin he had. And riotous living, the scripture says, or partying, we would say today. <clears throat> Excuse me. But there came a moment in his life where he said, I will arise and go to my father. And that was a token of things to come. I will arise and go to my father. When he had cleaned himself up a little bit and joined himself to a citizen of that country where he was, he might have been seeing a little bit of improvement. But how many know a little bit of improvement is not enough? He had not begun to live spiritually. It was when he thought of his father and cried out and said, I will arise and go to my father and did it. It's not enough to know we need to go home. It's not enough we need to go to father every day. We know to do that. But God wants us to practice that in our daily lives. God wants us to practice that in our daily lives. I was uh, preparing early today and this song came, don't, don't get up and leave. I'm not gonna sing it, I'm just gonna read it. Just a verse of it. Take time to be holy. Speak oft or often with thy Lord. Abide in him only. I'm sorry, abide in him always. Let me start again. Take time to be holy. Speak off with thy Lord. Abide in him always and feed on his word. Make friends of God's children. Help those who are weak, forgetting in nothing his blessing to seek. I could read all the verses for you, but I think that covers what I really want to say regarding that. Brothers and sisters, if we have not begun to practice having a time with God every day, it's about time. 
It's about time. It's about time. I know that many of you do that, but I am quite sure that with this many people in any congregation, in any church, there would be those who they mean to do it, they talk about doing it, they talk about the need, they talk about the blessings of it, but they don't actually get around to it. And until we take time in our lives to set a time to be with the Lord, think of it. God wants us to have an audience with Him. If you need Him, Pastor, we'll sit down and talk with you. But God has offered in His Word, all through His Word, He has offered to give you and me an audience with Him, a personal, private audience with Him every day. Every day. Every day. Are you seeking after righteousness by doing good works? By doing good works? By praying prayers? Are we seeking to establish ourselves in righteousness by good works? I want to tell you, it will not work. Now, once we are born again, we will have good works. We will take care of the weak, as the song said. We must come to the position in our lives where we say, I must find him. I must find him. I see other people who seem to know him and seem to have him with them, seem to walk with God. What about us? I must find God. I must come to God. I must confess my sin unto him. Then we are on the right path and we can get on it today. We can begin today. But as long as we, listen to me now, but as long as we are satisfied with ministers who walk with the Lord, as long as we're satisfied with ministers, with priests, with sacraments, with books, and with prayers, and with all kinds of things that can be done by people, we are contenting ourselves with only the shell of something. long time ago, quite a number of years ago in the 80s, when I began to see things that I had not seen before, I felt like the Holy Spirit helped me to see that a lot of people's Christian life is like a, a woman who is about ready to give birth to a child, and her husband is there, and uh, she, she gives birth to the child, and it's beautiful, and Everybody is excited and they take pictures of it and they take the picture and go home and leave the baby. Think about it. The things of God are not mysterious. They're not something that is not real. 
that is not true, that is not sure and steadfast. The things of God are real and they're for every one of us to possess in our lives and help bring others into it. God help us. You imagine leaving the baby at the hospital and taking the picture home? That's what a lot of people do at church. They come to church and they enjoy seeing others and singing and praising and all those things, but they go away without having the Lord really down inside of their spirit. As long as we're satisfied with ministers and priests and sacraments and books and prayers and all these other things that we could try to do, we only have the shell of something. However, when there awakens in our spirit this desire, it is God whom I have offended. It is from God that I need pardon. It is from God that I need pardon. Then we're getting on to the road. We're not very far on the road as yet, but we're on the road. When we say, I will seek the face of the Lord until he gives me what I need in my life. You know what, Pastor? Sooner or later, we all have to come to that place. Sooner or later, in our lives, we have to come to that place where we stop and say, I will seek the face of the Lord until I receive the child. That is where spiritual life really begins. As long as we are content with external things, long as we're content with external things and never really draw near to God, nor humble ourselves before him. We don't know what the spirit, spiritual life is really all about. Spiritual life begins when we come into communion with God. We're going to talk just a little bit. I'm not going to be lengthy. If you say amen, it'll help me get through quicker. But. It's not when you and I have been on our knees for so many minutes. And it's not how many chapters in the Bible that we have read. Rather, it is when we have spoken to God and God has spoken to us. It's when we have spoken to God and God has spoken to us. Brothers and sisters, there are some of us that we still have not put into practice the very simple thing that I'm talking about this morning of learning to commune with God, to walk with Him. It's wonderful to feel the presence of the Lord. It's wonderful to feel like raising our hands and maybe even jumping in the air. All of that is good and wonderful, but God has designed that you and I may walk with Him and walk with Him every single day. 
rest upon yourself or trust anything. Rest upon yourself or trust anything under the stars and you will dwindle and die and decay. Trust in yourself or in anything on this earth and you will dwindle and die and decay spiritually. But rest in God. Come close to Him and you will go from strength to strength to strength and the power of God in your life. Not only is their communion with God, but that communion with God will lead to our living, our life as God pleases and not as we please. It's true. I'm going to say it again. Not only is there communion with God, but that communion with God will lead to our living our lives to please God. There was a man in the Bible whose name was Enoch. The scripture says that before he was translated, before he went to be with the Lord, he had this testimony. And it was the testimony of God about him that he pleased the Lord. That he pleased the Lord. How many people who regularly frequent the house of God have not even thought about the will of God for their lives. Others have thought of it, but they haven't attained to it. But it's a blessed thing when a man is brought so to trust in the Lord Jesus and to seek his glory and to yield his will to the will of God and to feel that God is his all and that he is here to please the Lord. You know how it is to be pleased with your son or your daughter? Um, you know, it may not be the best thing that they've done, but when they do something and it just gets a hold of our heart, that's the way God is. That's the way that He is. What our child does is very acceptable to us because it's our child. And God can help us to live in such a way that we will be pleasing in His sight. There's some folks that uh, they live to please uh, their wife or their husband. They live to please people around them. But the fact of the matter is that God wants us to live a life that is pleasing to Him. Not perfect. We're not, well, we, we may should shoot for perfect, but we're, not, we're a long ways from that. But to, to walk with Him and know Him and please Him, living a life not just doing it in front of men, but living a life that is pleasing to the Lord. What a contrast there is between a man who pleases God and the ungodly. The ungodly man does what pleases him or pleases someone else. But the Christian man that is walking with the Lord aims not at pleasing men, but pleasing 
the Lord God. This life of communion with God, how are we affected by it? Every believer can answer that question. And most of us would answer it this way. Here's the question. How are we affected by it? And most people would say, well, it makes you the happiest person when we are near God. If we enjoy great communion with God, our peace, the Bible says, will be like a river. A river hardly ever runs dry. I guess most rivers never run dry. Anybody ever seen the Mississippi River run completely dry? I don't think so. The Christian man is not at his best when he is healthiest or wealthiest or when he has been the most successful that he's ever been, or when he has had the praise of people, but when he has been drinking at the loving kindness of our Lord and our God, which the Bible says is better than life. Better than life. A true child of God next has a hunger for God. A hunger for God. The psalmist said, my soul thirsteth for God. My soul thirsteth for God. <clears throat> to get near to God is the passion of our spirit when we are living our life in communion with God. What a wonderful God we have. The true believer follows after God when he seems to get nothing by doing so. The true believer follows after God when he seems to get nothing by doing so. When he appears to lose by doing so. He does not love God with a cupboard. Does anybody know what a cupboard is? That was, uh, we call it a cabinet now kitchen cabinet now, but many years ago it was called a cupboard. He, he does not love God with a cupboard type of love for what he gets for, from him in this world, but with a child's love that says, though he slay me, yet will I trust him. Though he slay me. We don't always get shielded from everything that life throws at us. But if we're a child of God and we're hungering and thirsting after Him, it is a wonderful thing. This communion leads to an ever-increasing desire for Him. The Scripture says the desire of our soul is to the name of the Lord. This communion leads to a desire for and a love for Guess what? God's Word. God's Word. I read to you a little statement recently that said many Christians live their life of relationship with God. They live it in proxy through the pastor or the staff of the church or whatever. And that's not the way it's supposed to be. And if we begin walking with the Lord, 
You know, you have to begin with baby steps when you come into this world. Don't walk at all for a long time, but then you can take baby steps and then you get to taking larger and longer steps. And that's the way that it is in the Christian life. Most of the time, not everybody has a, uh, what do you call it, when a uh, Damascus Road experience where everything comes all at once. It's wonderful when that happens. And I think all of us will experience some of that. But when we begin to take steps and say, Lord, I'm going to take a step. You help me to take another one. I'm going to take another one. You help me to take another one. We want to go from where we are in an hour and a half on Sunday morning to where we need to be. And it don't work like that. It doesn't work that way. God wants us to learn to walk with Him. And He gives us some, and He leads us, and He has His Holy Spirit feed us the Word of God. Listen, there is nothing in the world that can take the place of God's Word. There is nothing in the world that can take the place in your life and my life that rightfully belongs to the Word of God. The Word of God. The Word of God. The Word of God. Years ago, I'm not going to elaborate very much, but years ago, I'm just putting my notes aside for now and just... Some of you have not been here when I've mentioned this, so we'll just do it for you. I was struggling day and night. Pastor said this morning that we had 40-some years. We got 49, almost 50. And I was struggling every day of my life. Every day. Every day. And the Lord... I believe I heard his inner voice saying to me, I want you to start spending quality time with me on a regular basis and do it at the same time. And so I, I decided that that's, if that's what the Lord said needed to happen, that's what I would do. And I began spending time before the Lord every day. First, it was small but it began to expand a little bit. And for a good while, I continued to struggle every day, every day. But I persevered. There's something to be said for perseverance. There's something to be said for perseverance. Athletes get out there and they work in that hot sun and work and work and work. And once in a while, a perfectly healthy young man dies from heat. And uh, others do fine, but they persevere. They persevere. They persevere. 
they keep plugging along. And they get just as hot as anyone else does. But they are determined that what is at the end of this is worth what I go through every single day. And in the summer, maybe twice a day. But Christians, very often, they will try something a couple of times, and if they don't get the desired result, they just don't persevere. God gave me the grace to persevere. He didn't even tell me, Pastor, that he was going to help me if I did what he said. That's the amazing thing. He didn't say, now, Ron, if you will persevere in this, I will bring you out of this. But that's exactly what he did do. That's exactly what he did do. I would be in my office on Sunday morning till 2 o'clock. I'd run home, jump in the bed, stay in the bed till 5 o'clock, get up and go back to the church. And very often I would be struggling to know what the Lord wanted me to say. But when he spoke to my heart, I persevered. If you will persevere, if you will persevere, God will hold up his end of the bargain. He will hold up his end of the bargain. He is a faithful God. He is faithful to his word. His word is truth. His word can change our whole life, literally change our whole life. After about 90 days, everything in my life changed. Everything in my spiritual life changed suddenly. What if I had given up on the 88th day or the 89th day? Wouldn't that be tragic? I'd still be going to my office every morning at 2 o'clock. But I persevered. And I'm so thankful to God that he gave me the grace to persevere. The reward is worth all the effort. Listen, that Bible that we have on the shelf at home, we need to get it off the shelf. Begin to imbibe the word of God and let him take that word and change our whole life. Somebody is probably saying, well, I've heard all that before and I'm, I know all of that. Well, I want to ask you this question. Are you doing that? Because if you're not, that's, that's charismatic deceit is what that really is. It's charismatic deceit. Oh, oh I know all that. I could, I could preach that. Well, but are we living like the Word of God is the true Word? of the living God. Nothing that I know of, nothing that I know of can change your life except the Word of God. The Word of God. Listen, if you will just take this message to heart, if you're not already practicing what we're talking about, if you'll take this message to heart, you will come and hug my neck. Because I'm going to tell you something. God will meet you. God will meet you. God will come into your life in a way that you didn't even know existed. 
there is nothing like hearing a word of God. I'm not talking about a sermon right now at the, this moment. But there is nothing that can take the place of God speaking to your heart. And he can do that just as easily as he can to Pastor Andrew or anyone else. And he's been waiting a while for some of us. Lord, I tried to say what I felt you would have me to say. And at least it is for someone. Oh, I pray that men and women who have struggled and struggled like I used to struggle every day. I pray, Father, that they would get the Word of God out and read some and say, Father, I want to talk to you and then I want you to talk to me. Help us, Lord, I pray. In the name of Jesus, would you stand with me for just a moment?